This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. Now, do, do, do you have a, a strong opinion on how Opco should be set up? One, one common structure is the Opco basically is the GP and the Opco's revenue stream. The Opco basically franchises its brand. Its revenue stream is the GP carry on the Propco. So they'll take 20% of all profits and that will flow right down to the Opco. Uh, that's one model. Do you, do, you, do you have a strong opinion on the right way to do it? Should they be completely separated? Should the Opco not even bother taking a GP carry and just grow their underlying real estate that they have access to and use it as a customer acquisition channel? Or do you think a legitimate opportunity is just to invent a new type of real estate and use your opco just to make GP carry and become the next Blackstone, but for a certain asset class. Yeah, I th- I think there's no right or wrong, and I think it very much depends on the business, right? It's scale, it's, it's kind of growth. I mean, it, it, how asset heavy is it, and, and what's required? I think it really all depends. Uh, for our business, candidly, I don't know if venture is the right dollars, right? If I had access with Oleg to two billion dollars today, because our business is all about launching these super capex light mini factories that are mobile, you know, asset light and asset heavy is a very relative term. If everyone else is paying seventy-five to two hundred million dollar for for their factories and our factories cost seven million of our margin baked in, I would just prefer to have a billion dollars and capture the entire market and own all the factories as opposed to being asset light and franchising them. But because we don't have access to those dollars, we have to get creative how we think and how we grow. That being said, if you're a business that, say, a hotel business, right? For example, Lifehouse is an incredible business that I was I was lucky to be a part of at some point. The way they're growing has always been asset light. But at some point, right, some dollars might go toward key money, which is a very standard practice in the hotel world where you're physically winning your 10-year contract by physically giving upfront dollars to your customer saying, here's our commitment. If you're an SFR business that, you know, let's pick, I don't know, let's pick an example. Uh, let's say there's, I won't mention names, but let's say there's a business that's all about aggregating SFR, right? Or some iBuying business. Probably makes a lot more sense to have a separate Propco facility than, than charging Opco dollars to, at cost, pay for, for the SFR. Um, but, you know. Uh, and that, that's interesting too. And we could maybe use Zillow because that's a timely topic. Zillow is an example here. Could, could that be an example of a casualty here where the investor base doesn't really get it? Are they investing in, you know, a consumer facing platform which makes traditional service revenues by upselling products uh, or are they investing in a business that's buying the underlying real estate? And I guess Zillow is a good example of an opco propco all in one and whether, you know, they choose to separate it or not. Um, I mean, now now they've shut it down, obviously, but uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, listen, I mean, it, it can work, right? And, and it will work for someone in just uh, very different skill sets, right? Tech and real estate. Uh, you now are part of the real estate world. I'm now coming into your world, right? That's a bit more techy coming from real estate. But I think those are two such different skill sets and such different businesses. And sometimes when you mix both and you're light on one versus the other, that's where you could potentially run into issues. But I think there's a world where two of them mix, right? I mean, it, It'll work for someone else, right? There's a lot of Zillows and some are doing really well employing this business model. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think that's right. And I think it comes down to the founding team's strength or the management team's strength. Perhaps in the Zillow case, there was just too much focus on technology and not enough core real estate fundamentals. Most real estate investors would look at what Zillow is doing and realize, wow, this is 
This is a this is a disaster waiting to happen, and indeed it did happen with how much they're overpaid. Whereas if you're sophisticated, you know you'll realize there is an opportunity to do it the right way. There are trends like eye buying. There are real trends uh, in in this sort of prop co-op co-sector where real estate will be transformed with technology. But you know, to summarize this whole segment here, it's typically been here's unique real estate and you can invest in it and you can make traditional returns. And the tenant will be someone. It could be a, a big retail chain, it could be a big startup, whatever, right? The other approach has been, oh, I'm a startup and I wanna go uh, transform real estate. And the nation of Opco, Propco came out because these startups and technology companies or large companies, even hotels realized, we should own the underlying real estate. We think we can deliver much higher margins Effectively, we can pay even more rent exactly. to the landlords rather than just giving it to some random, you know, landlord would like to own and really control the underlying real estate. So just for listeners, because I know this has been a sort of jargon heavy segment of our, of our you know, t- 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 total show so far. Uh, but that's sort of where PropGopGo is. And it's, it's a very interesting place to see where it's heading. Any concluding topics before we move on to I want to talk about corporate venture capital next. Uh, but any concluding segments on PropGopGo for our listeners? No, but it's definitely something that we're going to see a lot more of. And I think it's something that's just, if anyone wants to go start that business where, you know, they're betting on a riskier opco that's going to fundamentally yield something higher on the propco with that being the downside risk, I would support that person any day. Thank you. So one of the final things I want to chat about is um, we've talked about capital, not really understanding real estate, prop tech, construction tech even, right? There are a few specialist firms who really get prop tech, but traditionally your generalist VCs don't understand it. We're now starting to see very large real estate firms develop their own corporate venture capital arms. Well, some of our listeners, you know, come from that world too. What, what's your thoughts on the emergence of corporate venture capital? And, and let's also talk about construction tech, not just prop tech. Yeah, no, sure. Just generally speaking, right, we're seeing corporate venture emerging everywhere. As everyone realizes that technology is the future, what's the best way to own it is to, you know, tie yourselves next to someone that's changing the game next to you. And you could potentially be a customer and ultimately be a buyer of. In terms of construction tech and prop tech, right, you and I probably know the same people that are at these big, big billion dollar real estate companies, funds, construction companies. And, you know, they've put someone in charge of the venture capital side that's looking to specifically solve problems that you know they might be having or, or trends that they're seeing and they want to be a part of. And I think it goes beyond kind of, you know, having a fund hit a seven DPI uh, on the venture side. I think it's deeper. It's how do we find the right thing that's going to position us for the next 10 years? In construction, we're seeing that in the top 10 construction ecosystem, all of those groups have a person that's running the venture side. But I think like all corporate venture, it's a bit slower moving and I think it's it's less risk averse because their model is to find something that can be implemented today right away. But a lot of times the more interesting solution is gonna be earlier stage and it may take years to develop. Um, so you have this again, chicken or the egg happening. My, my, my stronger opinion on this topic is that corporate venture capital is absolutely needed in construction tech, specifically because in earlier segments, you and I, we talked about the problems that construction currently faces and the fact that- It's deployment. It's really deployment and, and having someone that captures a big subset of the market deploy it is the best way to, to, to build it, incubate it, learn from it and, and test it without having to launch a Propco and having to be your own GC and developer like a lot of these venture back groups are having to do because call it the, you know, Bechtels, the Turners, they're not necessarily users yet. 
Right. And, and also, if you take a look at other sectors, I mean, let's talk about the telecommunication space, for example. Telecommunication space saw a big rise in corporate venture capital. Every major telco um, company eventually created a, you know, a CVC arm. Uh, that's not the same dynamics as construction tech, because in the telco space, they were primarily investing in a lot of software innovations. And traditional venture capital also was part of that ecosystem. And so ultimately, um, the corporate venture capital didn't become an industry maker in that way, in the way construction can. In the construction tech space, it really feels like it's a land grab right now. If you're a large construction firm, not only can you part, no, okay, so, you might set up a corporate venture capital firm for treasury management, right? Which is a rare case, but you might want to actively manage some of your extra cash sitting there. But absolutely now you can get, you know, customer contracts with startups and other technology vendors. And by having a corporate venture capital firm, you can do that, but also you can move the industry because it feels like, you know, consolidation is ripe right now. There's so many GCs, uh, there's so many smaller mom and pop uh, firms. And there's only a few, and I think you said the top 200 firms are large, they're implementing technology, and those are the guys that can really move the industry. To me, I feel like construction tech isn't going to go anywhere until there's more corporate venture capital. I just don't see your traditional venture capital investors and the LPs behind those um, understanding construction tech in a major way. I think it's really going to come, and big returns are going to come from the CVC arms of these large construction firms. Do, do you agree with that or disagree? Yeah, I, th I couldn't agree more, but the, the thing, so two thoughts there. Um, you're right in saying that uh, these big construction companies launching venture arms, that's how you kind of create this mass adoption. There's a reason why a lot of them are backing software. It's a lot easier to push through the entire bureaucratic chain, right? As opposed to physically changing the way you construct. And right now what's happening is there's all these different solutions in the physical built construction world. So it's like, imagine the construction companies are a car but everyone is building a different you know, wheel or tire. Someone's a square, someone's a triangle. You can't have all cars drive on the same road if everyone has a different wheel, right? And I think that's kind of what's going on and why there's not this one unified solve-all solution and, and it, you'll never scale if that's not the case. So I do think there's gonna be one big bet kind of in the industry. And I think Lennar has been pretty progressive, right? They picked their two kind of horses that they've been working with, you know, and there's gonna be more of that, I think. In terms of uh, generalist venture and that when it comes to construction, I think the reason why we're seeing so many construction firms play with deep tech, uh, the deep tech venture ecosystem, you know, frontier tech, deep tech, whatever you wanna call it, because it truly is that right now. Right? It's this other thing that no one knows how to categorize, right? There's robots, there's things that build things, there's hardware, right? So the only area where that falls is, is perhaps deep tech. And then I think also the one thing we didn't cover yet is there's this other big push in the construction world. It's all about sustainability now. And you're getting this, you know, call it the legislature stuff pushing down on you and construction companies are forced to innovate now. And that's why you're seeing possibly the, the corporate venture firms emerge. And that's why you're seeing that's why you're seeing also a lot of these, you know, call it in the last 12 months, there's $500 million plus funds focused on climate tech. And those guys are getting, guys and girls are getting, uh, are getting construction tech really well, because if you look at the most polluting industry in the world, guess which one that is, right? And no one talks about it because, you know, we still need to build buildings. Wow. I, I, you know, just a world of insight d d during our, our session here. And I, you know, Someone's tuning in because we split our episodes up. Um, it's not just one long 
we also split them up. If anyone's just listened to this, rewind, listen to the earlier segments we, 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 we've you know released with Alexander. It's just a goldmine and a big learning opportunity. Um, Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show. Any any final concluding remarks? And also, how can people reach you? Yeah, no, my, my who, who email is... We've got a very large audience. Um, who are you looking for? Are there any types of people that, you know, if someone listens to this months down the road, is there someone or some type of company you'd like to, you know, talk with? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're, we're you know, not to disguise as much as we've done because Oleg and I seeded our, our company. Um, I met Oleg about three years ago and I've been working with him for the last year and we kind of joined forces as we were diving into this industry, but we seeded the company or pre-seeded and I think it's rare these days and we've spent millions of dollars developing our product, um, which, like I said, are these mobile factories that, that are white label turnkey solution for the biggest incumbents. So think construction companies and vertically integrated developers that, you know, at the sign of a contract, we build them a mobile factory that uh, is able to produce, you know, a kit of parts to a building, reducing their labor costs by 10 times. So to answer your question, those are the people we want to partner with, the people we want to work with. And for our last segment, you know, we love smart deep tech venture groups. We love, you know, construction companies that are pushing the envelope and who we'd want to develop the product with. So that's kind of where we are and that's who we'd want to be talking to. And if there's anyone in the industry that's passionate about the space and just wants to reach out, you know, my email is on my LinkedIn. Um, we can we can get together and talk about it. But I think whoever solves this, whether it's us or not, it's much needed. This is the last frontier in not just tech, but you know, the way we push humanity forward. And Alex, how can they find you? Um, should, what, what, what should they type? Uh, should they go to QB Technologies website or, or should it not? Oh yeah, exactly, kubitechnologies.com. We're going through a pretty big rebrand right now, which is just gonna be pretty fun. As we've tried to be pretty quiet over the last couple of years, but we're finally ready for the world to, to learn what we're doing and how we're doing it. Got it. Alexander, thank you so much for coming on the show.